We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power! And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. Unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested. Sentenced to a week in she jail. She also tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future where our children will not have that option. Why do we sit down when all should be standing? And why do we back down at the group? Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Monday. JC. Howdy. Been a crazy day. Busy, busy day. Glad to see everybody in the room. Sorry, we're running just a tad behind today. Chris Ann's running around like a chicken with her head cut off, working all hard today. Um, want to remind you to please like and share right now, right now. Go ahead and hit that like button, hit that share button. Make sure that when you're with us, that you're commenting, 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 whether you're watching later or watching right now as we're live, our comment, your comments help push us into the feeds so that other people will see and other people watch. Make sure you comment about things that you like about the show because that really, really helps us. If you liked that trailer, you can go to noncompliantmovie.com. Noncompliantmovie.com is where you watch that trailer. How are you doing today, JC? Very good. Thank you. JC and I are moving to a whole nother level. Would you like a deep fried Oreo? I would love a deep fried Oreo. Who's got me a deep fried Oreo? Uh, Sonny is asking. Oh, golly. Gee whiz. Absolutely, Sonny. How about a deep fried Oreo to make me yes, happy? Yes, please. Yes, please. Does JC want one? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you probably should bring one home for Holton, too. Talk about moving to a whole not new level. I got people ordering deep fried Oreos for me while we're doing the show. All right. That's that is favor from the Lord. I tell you what, if that ain't grace, I don't know what divine favor from the Lord. Hey, while before we get too far, JC, because tonight is the night. Can you say that with me? Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night for our webinar, Religious Exemptions in the Workplace. You still have time to sign up for this now. I got to get rid of this. I was like, what is that up there? Uh, to sign up for this now, you can go to rb.gy forward slash the number three, C-W-E-N-G. Or just go to chrisannhall.com and click on the article that talks about the live webinar. You will have the place where you can hit that link right there. You still have time to sign up. The slots are filling quick, JC. I just, I just, I, can I just mention, not in specifics, I just got off the phone with an attorney who practices in Mississippi and Tennessee who got our notice for the webinar and he's excited to come on board for the webinar and get to watch and see what it's all about. So uh, you can be a part of that too. I'm telling you, if an attorney wants to know 
this is going to be valuable information for everyone. Go sign up. It is tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Central Time. And Sonny has told me that if you sign up for the webinar and you are not able to actually watch us live, with your registration, you'll be able to watch at a later date. I'm right about that, right? Yeah, yeah, we can make that happen. We will make that happen. From what I understand. Because a lot of people keep telling us. Now, this is our first webinar. We're working our way through it, but we're really, really excited about it. And, you know, JC, I get so many. Uh, what, what inspired me to do this webinar is that I was getting the same questions every day, all day long, repeating myself. And even if I create a template where I just send people the same response over and over again in the email, that takes time. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that we can get as many people up here at this webinar as possible. If you are all set and you don't need a religious exemption, you don't need to know anything about religious exemptions. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, but share it with your friends because I guarantee you there's somebody out there that does, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody out there that does. And, you know, I... If there's anything that's encouraging to me as a constitutional attorney, JC, is that, um, what is that? The, that necessity is the mother of invention. Mm -hmm. You said something really profound about that. The, uh, the fact that we actually have a true saying that necessity is the mother of invention proves that we're naturally lazy people and we don't do anything until we have to. <laughs> Do you remember saying that? Yep. I thought that was absolutely brilliant. I was like, yeah, that's how it works. But the good thing is the necessity of constitutional issues needing to be defended is actually bringing more and more attorneys into the constitutional law realm, mm -hmm. which is something that has been typically not something that we see because constitutional attorneys don't make any money. How far are you going to get into appeals, undue hardship, and direct threats? Ah, we're going to be talking about all those things. Okay. We're going to be talking about all those things, appeals, undue hardship, and direct threats. We'll be talking about all those things. So in as much as we can in that short period of time. So we're going to be doing a lot of stuff like that. We're going to be talking about the law. We're going to be talking about the remedy. We're going to be talking about the reality. We're going to be talking about how it should be, how it is, and what we need to do uh, in response to the reality rather than, you know, sitting around pining for what should be. That's the one thing that I get. You know what I get, JC? What I get, JC, is, is, um, hold on a second. All right. All right, Larry Rogers, you need to sign up for the webinar. You need to sign up for the webinar. We're going to be talking about all of these things December 8th. So we'll talk about that stuff. All right. So that's what the webinar is. Do you know how many times a day I get that question? Yeah. Send, send, send me your, uh, send me your email. Larry? We'll get you hooked up. If you send if you send him your email, well, you don't he'll get him registered. He doesn't even have to do it. There you go. I mean, Look at that. He basically just paid. He just so. paid, so he might as well not have to pay again, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I forgot what I was talking about, what I was going into before I got distracted. But squirrel, squirrel. But we're excited to have everybody with us today. Um, oh, constitutional law attorneys don't make money. So if you <laughs> want to help us help other people, you can do as this young this fine young man did and help us by sending donations if you don't want to send through super chat you can go to liberty first legal and your donation will be tax deductible i i bet i bet there's somebody in the chat room or somebody who's going to be listening to this show later who has an extra 10 15 20 000 they need a tax deduction on liberty first legal liberty first legal and you'll be guaranteed that the money that you send will be used to help people and help America. Amen. Amen. So Liberty first dot legal. I don't think we have a caption up there for that, but anyway, we do have a caption for godgunsliberty.com though. So uh, one final little announcement before we get into our stories today, let's not forget about the assembly in Tallahassee, Florida today uh, on Wednesday of this week from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Capitol. Uh, apparently there's a lot going on November 3rd around the country. We're going to be doing, right doing our share, uh, by assembling at the Capitol, demanding that the Florida house pass HB 75 and stop the vaccine mandate. We're going to make sure that our legislators know that they have to protect 
the choice of the people and not the profits of Big Pharma. So, JC, we've got a great lineup of people to speak. We have. A- yeah, you, you, you are. Uh, you potentially represent people who are in danger of being fired or. Yes. So, yes, I do potentially uh, represent people in danger of being fired. Yeah. So, Larry, there you go, Chrisanne. You can go to libertyfirst.legal and uh, contact us there about the specifics of your situation. And uh, if if we if we do not have the time or whatever to, to do it, then we have we have a few in our network and are definitely can definitely point you in the right direction. So Larry, send me your send us your contact. Go Larry, go to liverryfirst.legal, fill out a contact uh, that includes your email address, make sure to get you in the webinar and um, get rolling on specifics of your situation. Yep. So join us in Tallahassee, Florida, if you're a Floridian. Look, I am going to say this just one time. We're either going to stand together and get our legislators to do these things on our terms, or we're going to be stuck in a situation where we have no choice. And so our children deserve our due diligence. I realize it's Wednesday. I realize it's during the day. I realize that some people are going to have to travel. Uh, We are actually traveling four hours. I think we have a good turnout. I think I know we're going to have a really good turnout, but if you can't come, then send your uh, support via email or telephone call to your state legislator. And let's, let's get this rolling. Hey, JC, um, do you want to talk about this? As I put this up here for you? I can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I saw this. uh, I guess this was on the front of some church. Yeah. So this is in South Africa. This is Central Methodist Mission in South Africa, Reverend Alan Story. Um, But we also have a a Methodist church in New York that is segregating its congregation. Mm -hmm. If you're vaccinated, you get to sit on the bottom level. If you're unvaccinated, you are uh, segregated to the balcony. And so we have churches that are stepping up and taking, in my humble opinion, the same pastor who says the blood of Jesus will not save you from COVID is the exact same thing as the pastor saying, okay, vaccinated, you have to sit in the back of the bus. Unvaccinated, you have to sit in the back of the church and the vaccinated can come to the front and be a part of the service. Yeah, I'm glad I know differently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Well, you know, what? what's good is if you don't know which preachers you should be listening to by now, uh, I don't know what to tell you. So it's been good that these guys have been exposed. Um, I feel sorry for the people. Well, I don't know if I feel sorry for them. No, I actually don't feel sorry for them. But uh, I'm I'm a little bit baffled by the people still sitting listening to idiots like that, reprobates. Like right. That. Right. So anyway, yeah, that's exactly right. So they're going to be uh, these will be these are the people that you know are going to be turning you in. Turning you over to the authorities. Right, exactly. The pastors that will be turning you in and turning you over to authorities. Right. So, JC, I think everybody should be in a church like ours where uh, the women. (laughs) (laughs) This is Chrisanne at church choking someone out. (laughs) Yeah, so pretty funny. Yeah, in church service, actually doing a demonstration on how to choke someone out. Now, before you get, before the, you know, the, all the MMA experts out there say, oh, look at that picture. She's not actually choking him out. No, it's a demonstration. this is a demonstration. And the picture of me on top is not actually me choking him out. I'm done choking him out at that point. I'm actually getting up now. So, but I was pretty, I was pretty proud of my role. I thought my, my role was pretty good. And if you don't have a pastor that's going to let it, their people yeah, teach you how to choke somebody out. And roll there. Yeah. And good he was job. a good sport too. Good he was job. a really good sport. So that was a lot of fun. Um, JC, you want to talk about this one? 
I would love to talk about that. Great. I knew you would. Uh, yeah. So this is a this is from my Instagram. Wow. You uh, like to, you like sharing my Instagram. I love Instagram. You know why I love Instagram? Because it it forces the message to be concise, but also gives you an opportunity to teach facts. So it's not just yeah. about headlines, right? And so these are big, bold things people can see. And then they can go to your Instagram, which is JC Hall Global. You can see it right there um, and share them so as well. So if you're not familiar with this, I'll, I'll read what I posted. Um, some of you may be familiar with the story and the controversy going on in the Virginia uh, <laughs> governor race. Okay, so here's what I posted about it because I, I got sick of hearing reading all the headlines, which you still that this is what you you find. But uh, th this is what I say about it. The, it's the Tony Morrison book controversy. Uh, Virginia Democrats believe not wanting your children to read pornography is racist. Tony Morrison hides the filth in the vehicle of a slave narrative, and it is therefore celebrated and defended. Filth is filth regardless of color. If you defend this evil based on race, you need to repent. So here's, and here's, I'll, let me add this. Uh, the. What? No, go down. Because one of the, one of the defense, you know, the Pulitzer Prize defense. If, if a bunch of sick, if a group of sick disgusting reprobate individuals reward another sick disgusting reprobate individual with a Pulitzer prize it doesn't make that individual a good person any more than her skin color makes her a good or bad person completely irrelevant so people try to use i don't even know what fallacy of logic you would call that uh argument to authority or association fallacy that the fact that oh, they'll say oh they always say pulitzer prize winning author tony morrison and you can actually if you type in if you search right now tony morrison in fact i don't know if i still have it up it's right there but if you, i don't have the 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 search results so i have the article that i uh that i pulled up but if you type in tony morrison t-o-n-i in the search, there we go. You're you're gonna pull up. You, you notice all the headlines. Now watch watch what the headlines look like. Pull that up. Share share that guy right there. Okay. So um, I don't know if it's big enough uh, for you to see on here, but the book in particular that was referenced, I guess, by the lady. I didn't even see what the lady said. I didn't need to see what the the lady that they're talking about the the blonde. They, they, and by the way, that's always, they always have to make those kind of references, right? It's the black Pulitzer Prize winning author and the blonde Republican lady. What, what, that must neither be, blonde, that must nor be black, right there. nor Republican, nor Pulitzer Prize has anything to do with this narrative. Now, I will say the one thing that Republicans, as usual, are pathetic pathetic at getting their point across so they've allowed the entire media to hijack this thing and you look at you look at all the headlines uh tony morrison has long been a target for book ban banning and then it goes into i actually pulled up that slate arc goes into the race thing beloved is the least of this white mom's problem beloved so much bigger than one book yeah absolutely right but not about what cnn talks about uh, Virginia governor race ad decried by critical race theory scholar. Uh, Tony Morrison, beloved, sparks debate in governor's uh, race, all about race, right? The book doesn't protect kids. It just sanitizes racism. Okay, so let, let me clue you in on this. So you're not listening to uh, the controlled moronic narrative from these sick, disgusting individuals. So what I what I recommend you do, go into your search engine, type Florida Citizens Alliance, type Florida Citizens Alliance in your search engine. You will see their website come up, FloridaCitizensAlliance.com. You can click on that. Put it in the chat. Yeah, let me share. I can share it right here. Click on the website. 
that'll come up. You'll find their website, Florida Citizens Alliance. Okay. Now, if you click over here, uh, let's go to legislation. So the drop down menu that says legislation, you will see a tab there, a title that says porn in schools report. Now, I'm not going to read this thing. Okay. When you go to it, you'll see a caution before you can even get to the report. All right. And you have to type in your name, email and verify your age and whatnot. But when you get to look at this report, you will see uh, a huge list of books in the public schools that are given for young children to read. Sixth graders, uh, the, the particular one, Beloved by Toni Morrison, is on the uh, AP, right? It's the higher, the AP English uh, reading list and whatnot, okay? But on the Florida Citizens Alliance website, looking in the Porn in Schools report, there are excerpts of what's in these books. Two Toni Morrison books are on the list. One of the books uh, has a graphic description of uh, let, let me say it because I know children are some children are listening to this show so there's a graphic description of uh, child abuse I'll use this term child abuse of an individual abusing a child Sexually. you know while, while they're feeding their kids listening to this abusing the child uh, in this book okay and various pornographic, uh, stuff in in here I, again i don't know what the lady said but this is the objection to the book this is the problem with the book it's not oh we can't talk about uh slavery and there's such a violent description of slavery you go to slate and it talks about uh, uh here in this paragraph here okay very intimate book about slavery very psychologically internal the effectiveness of it, and listen how they describe it, the effectiveness of it overwhelms people, okay? Reading it can also lead to another kind of reaction. As you say, one stance I take with people who try to ban books is that they're not wrong in one sense. People's reactions to books can be quite literal. Beloved is an extremely violent book. It's absolutely true. But that is the point of the book. This mother... She's absolutely right. It's extremely difficult to read. It gets stuck in your head. But what she's trying, what she's saying is this. And here you go. Here's the twist. What she's saying is this. I don't think people should be exposed to this aspect of history. It's too much. And there, I don't agree, of course. This is absolute boomalarkey. This is doublespeak. This is garbage. This has nothing to do with we don't want this aspect of history exposed. I, I don't, as a parent, okay, now I'm not in public school. My child is not in public school, won't be in public school, will not be reading stuff like this. But the parents in public school who are discovering these books in here, it's not, oh my God, they're teaching the history of slavery and it's very disturbing. Let's ban this book. No, it's freaking extreme detailed descriptions of pornographic material, rape and molestation. I don't think it is appropriate for the school to be giving sixth graders graphic stories about rape, molestation, and pornographic encounters. And, and listen, there are people out there, Democrats, you Democrats in Virginia, okay, let's set aside the absolute moronic thought process of you supporting Democrats in the first place, okay? But you Democrats who don't know any better and you've been brainwashed and led around and you're defending Toni Morrison because she's black and you're defending this book and you're carrying this narrative of book banning because they don't want to talk about uh, slavery. Go read the book. Go to Florida Citizens Alliance and read. In fact, take, listen, take those Snippets. Take take those excerpts from the book. This is my challenge to you, Democrats in Virginia, who are defending this, who haven't read the book, who don't know what you're freaking talking about. 
Here's my challenge to you, because I want you to put your money where your mouth is. I want you to demonstrate that you believe what you're saying. So go to Florida Citizens Alliance, get the Porn in Schools report, click on the Tony Morrison links, links, take those excerpts from her book and read those excerpts to your seven-year-old. Matter of fact, videotape yourself reading those excerpts to your seven-year-old, put it on social media and tell the world, this is why I support Tony Morrison. That's my challenge to you. If you can't do that, you are a liar and a hypocrite. If you actually have read it and you believe that, you're an absolute disgusting, filthy, pervert, reprobate that has no place on the face of this earth, period. But I don't think that's most of you. What you are is a bunch of brainwashed, mindless robots where somebody says the word black, somebody says the word Democrat, and you start kissing their rear end and you don't even know what you're talking about. Do you literally believe in shoving pornography down the throats of seven-year-olds? What is wrong with you? People are disgusting, perverted, brain-dead, soulless, I don't even know what to call you. It's disgusting. And these and freaking CNN and all these talking heads don't spew to me Pulitzer Prize winning. Okay, so a bunch of other perverts decided to get together and give an award to another pervert. Big, looking, freaking deal. It doesn't make pornography shoved down the throats of children any better. And you should be ashamed of yourself and repent before God for even supporting this crap. And if you don't, I hope before the year closes on 2021 that God takes you out of this world. End of story. <laughs> so enough of the propaganda. Enough of reading these stupid headlines. You want to you help your friends? Go print this stuff. Make big freaking posters. Put it on a billboard on the side of the road. This, this is what I tell you. You'll probably get a fine. You'll probably get fined for indecency by cities and county governments if you took the excerpts from Tony Morrison's books and put them on a billboard on the side of the road, yet the entire Democrat Party in the state of Virginia, these bunch of moronic reprobates, are defending this garbage and trying to blame racism. But why you don't want this is because you're a racist and you don't want to talk about the history of slavery. Guess what? We can talk about plenty of the history of slavery. And if you're an adult and you want to read about the rape of a slave and pornography and molestation, go for it. Do your own thing. But somebody else's children, you putting this in front of somebody else's children, and when they object to that, you call them a racist because they don't want pornography fed to their children? You people are sick. You should be taken out. You should be six feet deep. That's the bottom line. Bunch of freaking disgusting reprobates. And that's who wants to lead the government of Virginia. Terry McAuliffe is a filthy pervert. That's who wants to be governor of Virginia. A freaking soulless reprobate. That's what you are, Terry McAuliffe. You're a godless, soulless, disgusting perverted piece of garbage for supporting this filth being fed to our children. So if you swallow this racial narrative and anti-slavery history narrative, you're a freaking moron. You're either a moron, you're an uninformed, mindless moron who doesn't check the information or you're a brainwashed idiot led around, led around by the nose. Here's a, here's a topic that they're trying to paint about racism and, 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 and black and minorities and slavery. Obviously, here's yet another example that they use race and discrimination and racism and slavery as a pretense. 
because there's no way Toni Morrison doesn't know what's in the book. There's no way her fellow, uh, the fellow writers that are defending this doesn't know what's in the book. I bet every talking head on the news station defending this in the name of slavery, they know the filth that's in this book. So therefore, what are they doing? They're lying to you. They're trying to use racism, slavery, and discrimination to lead the people who actually care about the evils of slavery, the people who actually care about racism, the people who actually think that somehow they're being compassionate and they're defending society against white supremacists. The people that actually have a heart to that, guess what? The people who are feeding you that hate your guts. They see you as less than human because they're using your sincere concerns as cover to destroy your children. You need to wake up any of you Democrats in Virginia that still have a soul, that still have a conscience, that still love your children, you need to wake up to these sociopaths that are lying to you and leading you and your children to hell. Wake the heck up. I'm done. It's interesting when you when you look at this slate article they they don't pull they don't try to hide what they're trying to defend here and they said the thing about beloved is that it's a that it puts everything together sex and violence and that's why the book is a masterpiece children children we're talking about children apparently in the very first opening section of the book, there's a whole narrative about things with animals. So you want your seventh grader, your, your seven-year-old to read this? If you, if you I, I just, I, I want to know because this is, this is the thing. If you still and have I, your children in public school, I do not have the words to express how stupid you are. This is this is where they want our country to be. And they want to talk about how, uh, again, they, they make it all about book banning. This is not about book banning. Nobody's saying it shouldn't be in the library. Nobody's saying it shouldn't be sold in the stores. But it is not something that should be endorsed by teachers to children, to by schools to children. And that's the problem, okay? That is seriously the problem. And the, the underlying problem, I guess, the overwhelming underlying problem is this. This is happening because parents have started, have, have used government school as a, as a daycare welfare project for very long and they don't, they're not involved. And now parents are waking up to what's happening in the schools and they're outraged, but they don't realize it's been happening for a long time. And so um, I was thinking, JC, about my childhood in public schools. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Clockwork Orange? Yep. I was in public school. And when I was in the fifth grade in the 80s, uh, our music teacher showed us Clockwork Orange as little kids. Now I went back and looked at it and I thought to myself as an adult, oh my God. Why were they showing that Look, movie to fifth let me, and sixth let me tell you graders? Something. Let me tell you and something. so what we're dealing with here is not something that's new. What, the point I'm trying to right. make here is this is not a new thing, but it is a progressive thing. They call it progressive education for a reason. They're progressing to an end goal, guys. An end goal where the society is completely without moral restraint whatsoever so that people disregard life, they disregard relationships, they disregard family, and they ultimately disregard any moral higher power. And that's that's the goal here. This is an this is an anti-God driven system. And and here's the thing: morality to to a certain extent can be different from person to person. But there must be within society certain frameworks of 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 absolute moralities that cannot be changed, cannot be transgressed, would be murder. A society that allows murder unpunished, 
society that allows the abuse of children unpunished. These are the things that we have to decide as a society are wrong. Because if we do not, here's the thing, and I don't care whether you're a Christian, whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a, whether you're Jewish, who you are, are no, no religion at all or anti-religion. Here's the thing you have to understand about human nature and the human mind and the human soul. If you have to sear your conscience to the point that these things don't bother you, if you as a parent have to uh, continue to allow your child to be in a society like this, in an environment teaching this stuff, two things will happen. And this is this is an absolute truth, a self-evident truth proven throughout history. You ask any anthropologist, you ask any um, any any social philosopher, this is the truth. Absolutely undeniable. As a parent, if you ignore what's happening to your child, you're searing your conscience and that will lead to the complete destruction and destruction and total demise of the entire culture. If you're raising your children in these situations where they will have to sear their conscience to a moral design, to, to a, an absolute of what's right and what's wrong. If you are putting your children and they have to sear their conscience, you destroy their soul and society itself will always collapse. And so these are bigger things, guys. These are absolutely bigger things that we must deal with. And so we have to we have to take this upon ourselves as a society, as parents within the society, to say, um, as an adult, you are free to choose whatever you want to read, whatever you want to do in your own home, no, no victim, no crime, okay? If that's what you want to do, no victim, no crime. That's fine with me. But as a, as a society, we have to be focused on protecting children from these things. You cannot endorse child abuse as a society and expect to have a society to live in in the future. It just doesn't. It just doesn't work that way. You can believe in my God. You can believe in a higher power. You can believe in nothing at all. But there are certain undeniable, inescapable truths about who we are and who we have to be. And, and this is one of them. This is absolutely one of them. So you have something you want to show people up here? Because yeah, I can move on to the next story. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just to, just to give you a sense. I mean, it's not just those books. So this, this is just this was just Florida when we, you know, <clears throat> did the survey. So here's 44, just a list 40, of 44 of them. 44 pornographic books in your school system. Yeah, so you can click. This I got the links over here. You click to the link, and then there, there are the excerpts. From the book. Yeah, don't flash those too see, long, but you can see the the contents. Yeah. So it's available. I mean, it's out there. Um, you know. And it's being promoted, by the way, JC, of by people who are the same people who want to to normalize these kinds of relationship with children. And again, this is not how society will survive. You can talk about, uh, you can talk about, you know, supply chain crises. You could talk about economic crises. You can talk about job crises. But here, this is the death stroke to society, and and I, I'll just deliver it to you as factually as I possibly can. You protect your children from these kinds of things, or you are responsible for the death stroke of society. It is it is an inevitable, undeniable uh, proof. It just. It's, it's absolutely and completely true. There's nothing what you can get around it. I want to say. <clears throat> if you vote for Terry McAuliffe, you're a reprobate. Yeah. So, JC, this is why people should should watch our podcast. This right here. Okay. JC posted this. I reposted this. You want to read it? It's your words. For those who said Chris Ann Hall was wrong for criticizing Barrett and Kavanaugh nominations, ready to shut up yet? 
By a 6-3 vote, the Supreme Court rejects the challenge to Maine's COVID-19 vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. The challengers complain, challengers complain the mandate lacked religious exemption. Thomas, Alito, and Gorsuch were the only ones that reported that supported uh, persons' uh, religious freedom. So just as a reminder, back during their nominations, when all the conservatives were in a feeding frenzy to, you know, we got to have Kavanaugh, we got to have Amy Coney Barrett. Amy Coney Barrett was going to be the religious liberty savior, yeah. right? Because she's a Christian mom with <clears throat> Christian mom values and whatever. But you were warning she was going to be married to precedent and she hasn't, she hadn't really demonstrated mm -hmm. uh, um fealty to the constitution. No, she had all. never demonstrated fealty to the constitution. Um, and by the way, in her track record, never, never actually displayed any tendency or to, to be loyal to any kind of religious liberty, much less, uh, or any type of liberty, much less religious liberty. Okay. So <clears throat> what we have to realize is that these nominations are out of control. Okay. First off, everybody's like, so what's the solution? The solution is this. You, we've got to get to the point where we can start vetting these Supreme Court justices based on the Constitution and not on politics. And that's how they win. Right. And look, I, you guys, I'm not in in this whole realm of of conspiracy. And, and you know, I don't I don't buy into all a lot of the stuff that's out there. I, I deal with the facts as they exist. But right. Things make you wonder. But here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Shakespeare said it. Methinks thou dost protest too much. Whenever you see the Democrat Party in a violent feeding frenzy, I always have to wonder, why do you protest so much? Yeah. Because here's the thing. Well, the, they did not do mm -hmm. the feeding frenzy over Gorsuch, yeah. but they did over Barrett and Kavanaugh. Yeah, you, you said this. In, well, we talk about this in the middle of Kavanaugh, that they made such an outrageous attack against him mm -hmm. that they made it to where you had to react against mm -hmm. the opposition uh, or else look like you were part of them by mm -hmm. criticizing his... Mm -hmm. lack of constitutional record. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that was a man, that was a great setup with Kavanaugh. And, and what was it? it? Was you brilliant. said he was uh Kennedy 2.0. He's 2. Kennedy 2.0. 2. Yeah. He is nothing but Kennedy uh, all over. And you again. said that back then. You're I not did. saying that no, no. now after we see how, mm -hmm. how they're doing, you said right. this during the nomination right. and vetting process. Right. Exactly. Quote, unquote. Vetting yeah, process. exactly. So, so, I, so just another, another, another. Uh, I think confirmation: the federal level right. is garbage. You got, you have to be in your states. You have to be at the local level. Uh, you know, probably at least eighty twenty. You know, dedicated to your activity to to uh, local and state versus federal. I'm putting a link, a YouTube link, in our chat room right now. I'll flash it up on the screen because somebody asked me, JC, in the chat room, "Have you seen Ben Swan's new?" Uh, platform sovereign media and I said absolutely yes because we did an interview and so there you have in the chat room the YouTube link to our with our interview with Ben Swan it's up here on the screen if you need to watch it it's in our YouTube channel it's on Facebook it's uh, on Twitch DLive and um, uh, Rumble. Rumble Rumble so I wanted to show you guys something about this because I love Gorsuch and I don't want to get too wonky on you but this is, this is, so in this opinion that they were talking about, JC, let me just pop over here and, well, I don't think I have it up there. Um, no, that's a different one. Uh, where Amy Coney Barrett denies the main healthcare workers, right? So the majority is a 6-3. And the majority did not issue a singular opinion because this is not the final uh this is not the final rendering of opinion. This is just an opinion on the injunction, whether it should be seen as an emergency. So they said nothing at all. But Barrett and Kavanaugh issued a concurring denial of application for injunctive relief that amounts to one paragraph. 
Now, what you have to understand is I believe that Barrett and Kavanaugh issued this one paragraph because they knew siding with the liberal justices and denying these healthcare workers religious exemption would bring criticism. criticism, right? So they wanted to tell you why they're doing it. What's interesting, JC, is that the entire reason when you read this is uh, Amy Coney Barrett says, well, we just don't think this is an emergency, enough of an emergency to actually bring to our attention this soon. You, you know, people being denied religious exemptions and being fired from their jobs is not really that big enough of an emergency at this point. And, you know, given the merits of the case, we think that it's unlikely that it will succeed. So what you need to know about this, guys, is that what's happening is these main healthcare workers are being given the opportunity to have a medical exemption, but they are not given any opportunity whatsoever to have a religious exemption. So they're offering exemptions for medical reasons, but not allowing for any application for exemption for religious reasons. And what I want you to do, once again, as I always do, go read Gorsuch, because Gorsuch, Thomas, and Alito write a dissenting opinion. It, it, is, it is very short. There it is. Not very long at all, uh, as far as that goes. But again, Gorsuch writes it, and he is absolutely Six pages. brilliant in this. Okay? Brilliant. And he makes some of the most amazing profound and what should be entirely obvious arguments um, you know so you're going to offer somebody an, ob an objection for medical reasons but not for religious reasons but you can't say that the people who don't have to vaccinate for 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 medical reasons are less contagious than those who would have religious objections right so if you're offering objections, why would you offer one objection and not another? Because an objection is an objection. Exemption is an exemption. They're going to be, un the bottom line is what Gorsuch says, we're going to be unvaccinated people with your permission. You got to show me that this group of unvaccinated people is now more dangerous than another group of unvaccinated people. So they want that? Yeah, I got it. Okay, great. So anyway, Gorsuch lays it out there. And what I want you to, to see is that when Gorsuch puts this out there, it absolutely, without a question, verifies and highlights why this decision by Amy Coney, Coney Barrett and Brett, Brett Kavanaugh is completely and totally political and not based in logic, not based in precedent even. Right. Not based on anything at all. It's just simply a political decision, completely and totally political. So we have um, just I'm going to move through these really quickly. These are just a couple of the Supreme Court cases that are coming up. I want us to keep our eyes on because this one did it again. This one, by the way, is one of what we're going to be what I call those sleeper cases. Okay, JC, this is going to be an incredibly precedent important case. This is a case where uh, the uh, there are multiple jurisdictions. The lead case is West Virginia versus EPA, and then there's North American Coal Corp versus EPA, Westmoreland Mining Holdings versus EPA, and North Dakota versus EPA. And so, what these the the crux of this case is is actually this. Who has the authority to decide on environmental regulations on an industry-wide scale? Will these rules and regulations that will cripple entire industries, the court will decide, is it okay for the EPA to create those? Or is this something that must be done by Congress through legislation? So the key here is this. If the court sides with the EPA, we are now, you are expanding the power of unelected bureaucrats exponentially 
to establish an authority in people elected by no one, controlled by no one, but an administration and even a deep state or whatever to shut down industries at their own whim with no recourse of the people whatsoever. And so this is going to be very, very important. This is, this is an enormously important set of cases that could make or break industries in America Amen. from the bottom line. So that's, that's what's really important. Uh, here's the next case that's coming up. I just want to talk about this one just real quick. The Supreme Court is to consider allowing Republican bid to defend Trump-era immigration rules, right? So here's the thing. They want to make these things about Trump-Biden. But what these states really want to do is simply enforce the federal laws that are on the books. Right. Right? How do I enforce the... the feds want open border invasion. Open borders, right. Right. So... Trump did not invent what they call a hardline immigration rule. Trump said, we're going to enforce the immigration laws on the books as they're written. Mm -hmm. And the states are saying, Arizona being the lead state in this, Arizona Attorney General Mark Ner... How, do you, would, you, how would you say that name, dear? Bronovich. 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 I don't know. Uh, leading the way in this case, Bronovich. here's... Here's the thing, JC, and this is the thing that really, really gets me, this whole devolution to the oligarchy of the Supreme Court. Let me show you something. Can I show everybody something here? This is Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3. No state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops, or ships in time of war or peace, or into any agreement or compact with another state, or with a foreign power or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as will not admit of delay. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait, Arizona, for the federal government to come protect your borders. Right. The Constitution, the founders of America carved out a section of delegated power to the federal government and reserved it to you in the midst of a delegated power because the 10th Amendment says the powers not delegated to the United States are reserved to the states. Well, we delegated this power to the federal government. Stop the invasion. To stop invasions. But then here in Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, we carved out a section of that delegated power and said, hey, if they're not doing it, if there is an imminent danger upon your people and upon your state, you don't have to wait around for Congress to declare war. Governors, you have the authority right there in Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 to secure your border. You don't need permission from the federal government. If they deny you permission, your permission exists in Article 110, uh, Section 10, Clause 3. And so why are these states boop, 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 running off to the Supreme Court, asking the Supreme Court to tell them they can do something when the Constitution already authorizes them to do that? And they're setting themselves up to fail, JC. Amen. Fail. Because here's the thing. When the Supreme Court in this current administration, in its current existence, gets a case like this, political, social justice, justices in the majority. Because that's what Kavanaugh and Barrett are, social justice people. This is, there, there is more likelihood they're going to find against Arizona and the Constitution, then with the Constitution and the states. And at that point in time, J.C., as you often say, these governors are going to have to grow a pair. And mm. they're going to have to actually do the job they have to protect the people from invasion or from imminent danger. Yeah. They have to do it. Yeah, we're in, we're in a... We're in a battle, I think, in particular between now and midterm elections. We got to be we, we have to engage in, in our state and local levels. We got to get our, you know, get ourselves, get get your own house in order, get your own backyard, get your family 
in a good situation, get yourself in a good situation. Start on and your parallel to, commerce. Amen. Get we your commerce engage. systems outside these systems going. And just as an exclamation point slash period on the end of that sentence about the importance of the EPA not creating industry-wide regulations, let me let me just sort of end the show with the most ridiculous thing I have seen in weeks. <laughs> Representative Cory Bush. Cory Bush says that the use of fossil fuels is environmental racism. <laughs> environmental racism. So there you have it. If you get the EPA and the leadership of an administration who can come in and regulate industries based on their political policies, what will be left when we now have the new invention of environmental racism, right? And she says oil is a, the use of oil in our cars is a striking example of white supremacy. So when she came over to give her speech, how exactly did she get there in her white supremacist fueled vehicle? Wearing clothes, by the way, I'm looking at that jacket. Yeah. That jacket is not cotton. Made that jacket is tweed. It is made from petroleum you did, you from the subject of environmental racism. You didn't ride Massa's jackass to get there. You jumped in a car. You put some white supremacy in the tank. I'm about to fill my car up with white supremacy. I just couldn't believe this. How do you even respond to the claim of here it is? In, these are this, these are her words. Environmental racism. Can somebody tell me what in the he double hockey sticks? What does environmental racism mean? I tell you one thing: white supremacy in some places around here is almost three dollars and thirty cent a gallon. So, man, Biden did that. White white supremacy is not cheap. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to like and share. Like and share. First, right now. First thing in the morning, I'm going to fill my truck up with some white supremacy and uh, if you go want, shopping. If you want your t-shirts, go to God Guns. T-shirts, hats, jackets, go to GodsGunLiberty.com. GodsGunLiberty.com. Our archive shows, if not on YouTube, can all be found at chrisannhall.com. And then I want you to make sure that you go watch noncompliantmovie.com. Now, remember, on your way out, hit that like and share. But please, please, please leave a comment below because that helps us over the, the algorithmic speed bump. You leave your comments and then make sure your com try to make your comments something that people want to read so they'll want to watch the show today. Did you like it? Thumbs up. How much did you like it? Tell us about it. What specifically did you like to tell us about it? Don't forget, coming up tonight. Coming up tonight is the webinar. How many, how many, how much the countdown, JC? Uh, I'm not a mathematician. It it's is like 49 minutes. 49 minutes. You still have time to sign up for the webinar. 49 minutes. So leave your comment, guys. God bless, and we will see you on Wednesday. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain alienable rights. We have a power. And we've raised a spoiled brat representative government that needs to be taken to the woodshed. Are you satisfied with the government that owns you? There are churches who refuse to allow us to use their facilities to teach. 
unspoken or even sometimes spoken rule that religion and politics don't mix. You wouldn't dare speak out against the government or somehow resist. Christians have to be involved in politics. God commands it. Every turn of event through history hinged. One person will stand up upon a single person. And then everybody else will stand. A gym member surrounded by a crowd of supporters was placed in handcuffs. A Tampa Bay pastor has been arrested. Sentenced to a week in she jail. She also and tore up a cease and desist letter. We have a posterity waiting for us to say, we will not comply so you will be free. We have a chance to fight without bloodshed. But every time we comply, we establish a future.